Today's podcast episode is going to be a little bit different than what you normally see here on the Yoga Biz podcast, but I feel like it is really important for us to take a look at how the wellness and yoga industry has changed over the last couple of years. We've gone through a major global pandemic. Social media has gone through many, many changes for many different reasons. And the way that marketing looks in the online space is just different and has shifted and changed. So as business owners, it's important for us to stay up to date on the ways that the industry is changing, ways that we can adjust and pivot our own businesses to keep moving in the direction that we wanna be moving in and serving our students in the best way that we possibly can. Welcome to the Yoga Biz Podcast, the number one podcast for bite-sized business advice for yoga teachers. If you're just getting started building out a marketing and business plan for your yoga business, you're in the right place. Now, before we get started, make sure you head down to the show notes and download my free content planning and strategy training with a free template. And make sure you hit subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Yoga Biz Podcast. Today's episode is going to look a little bit different than what you normally see here on the podcast. I thought it was really important today to kind of take a step back and look at how the industry has changed, grown, and shifted over the last couple years because it's always important to keep track of how marketing trends, how industry industry trends are changing so that we can adjust and pivot our businesses as well. So we're going to be talking about five different ways that the yoga and the wellness industry has changed. And this episode isn't to make you panic and completely scrap the strategies that you're using right now. It's really just to look at the industry with a little bit of a different lens and see how you can kind of tweak and shift things as you grow your business. So we're going to go through five different ways that the industry has changed. And a lot of these are just my perception of the industry, my conversations with other experts within the industry, and honestly, from hearing from a lot of you within my Facebook group and my Instagram community. So the first thing that's really just really, really important to think about is we are living in what I'm going to call a post-pandemic world. Now, I know that the pandemic is not over, but we're no longer seeing as many shutdowns or restrictions in terms of doing yoga in person, running retreats, traveling around the world. And that's very different than how the industry has been the last two years. A lot of us who were teaching yoga, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we had to rapidly shift our business models. A lot of us went online. A lot of us changed how we run our studios and our memberships and our retreats. And now we're looking at a world where we're sort of starting to come out of that. So that's the first thing that we want to think about in terms of our business is what are our students looking to do? We're seeing numbers going up in person in studios. Numbers are going down slightly in the online space, but not as much as you would maybe think. So the first thing every single business owner should be doing is looking at their service menu looking at their service menu and thinking about what makes sense now that we're living in a post-pandemic world. The second way that the industry has really changed is that I think we're moving towards more of a wellness space. I think the yoga industry is starting to merge with the wellness industry 
because honestly, a lot of yoga teachers are more than just yoga teachers. A lot of yoga teachers now are learning that they can bring in different kinds of healing modalities to their teaching in studio, in retreats, in person, in privates, like everywhere. We're starting to kind of create these more hybrid programs and courses, which I think is a really, really good thing. So you'll hear me shift my language from yoga industry to wellness industry in my branding, in my Facebook group, in a lot of different places. And the reason for that is because a lot of you are not just yoga teachers. A lot of you have other certifications, other passions, other interests. And I think that it's important to pursue those and bring them into your teaching. So for example, a lot of you have other certifications like Reiki, like massage therapy, like mindset coaching. A lot of you have gone back to school for certain things. And I think the whole goal is to support our students from a holistic perspective and increase their overall wellness. So from what I have seen, the interest in the industry is moving away from just trying to learn yoga itself and students are more so looking for a more holistic experience. So retreats, events, workshops, even private sessions, I think it's important for all of us to kind of think about how we can make those more three-dimensional. Now, I do think it's important to note that we do need to stay within our lane to some degree. I really don't think yoga teachers should be teaching things that they're not certified or capable of teaching. But maybe for your business model, this looks like pulling in some collaborations. So teaming up with a local massage therapist or teaming up with a Reiki practitioner or pursuing another certification or something like that. But getting a little bit more creative, I think students are looking to increase their overall well-being. And I think as yoga teachers, we need to shift our offers, our services into catering to that need. So kind of in summary, I think the yoga industry is merging into the wellness industry. It's important for us to be intentional as that shift happens. Okay, the third thing that I wanna talk about, which is really, really important, is social media has changed so much. Over the last two, three years, we have seen an increase in new platforms So I'm talking TikTok, Instagram has majorly changed, Facebook has majorly changed, and it's really important for those of us who are using those platforms for marketing to change along with them. So first of all, Facebook is seeing a real decline in number of users and amount of time that our students are using them. So if Facebook is one of the main ways that you market, It's really important to figure out a way to get people from that platform onto another platform or onto an email list. Instagram and TikTok are really popular, but the way that people are using them has really changed. So I really want you to reflect on the way that you are using social media platforms and how those have changed. Because most likely, you know, three to five years ago, when you scrolled on social media, most likely you were looking at content that your friends and peers were posting. I remember a couple years ago, I followed a bunch of yoga teachers in the area. I followed a bunch of friends. And when I went on social media, I just scrolled through. I saw everyone's, you know, what's going on in their lives, what classes teachers had coming up, what programs teachers had coming up. And then I got off. 
Think about now. You're scrolling through complete strangers content and the content is much, much, much different. So how do we sort of roll with these changes? Well, first of all, we need to be clear and know that sometimes our content is gonna reach complete strangers. So our captions and the way that we present ourselves on social media needs to be a little bit more clear to someone who just randomly stumbles upon our Instagram reel or our TikTok video or whatever type of content you're creating. Because the social media platforms are moving in a way where they're really, really, really trying to increase their reach, which means that they're showing your content to people who it's relevant to, but who might be complete strangers. So it's much, much different than a couple years ago, you might've posted and been like, hey, I'm teaching a new class at this local studio. You can sign up at this link. Whereas now, if you do that, you might reach a complete stranger and they might be like, wait a second, where in the world are you located? What type of class is this? What kind of certifications do you have? I'm not sure. So it's really important, more important than ever to make sure that your bios, your websites, anywhere that people are looking for more information about you are super, super clear. So your location, if you're a local teacher, where they can work with you or get a little bit more support needs to be super clear. So adding a couple of, a little bit more information in your captions and in your Instagram bios and places like that is gonna be really, really important if you continue to leverage social media as marketing in the future. Now, I will say it again, I know I say this on every podcast episode, but I really think these platforms are becoming unpredictable since they're changing so often. So make sure you're growing an email list alongside your social media following. Really, really important. And if you're looking for support on how to do that, go back to episode 144. We talk about growing an email list from scratch. Okay, the fourth thing goes hand in hand with the new social media changes. But our lives, online, offline, post-pandemic, alongside social media changes, has gotten really noisy. Like the noise is unbelievable. We are all so incredibly stimulated. We have TikTok videos and Instagram reel audios stuck in our head constantly. It's noisy, which has led to a decrease in our students' attention span. I really do believe this, and a lot of you have shared this as well with me, that our students' attention span is really, really decreasing. So you'll notice that I have stopped teaching workshops that are 60, 75 minutes long, and I'm shortening them to 30 to 45 minutes. This might look like for you if you teach online, maybe instead of a full 60-minute vinyasa class online, you make it 45 minutes. So adjusting to the fact that our students' attention spans are getting a little bit shorter, and not just adjusting your offers, but also maybe your language. Really encouraging students to sit with feelings of antsiness when they're in class, when they're in meditation, and even noticing that their attention span has started to shorten. Okay, the last one here that I'm gonna talk about how the industry has changed is I've seen a big increase in demand for in-person connection. So if you're an online teacher, don't panic. Online stuff is still definitely popular. But thinking about ways where you can start to up your in-person connection with students, that might look like hosting your first retreat 
or if you're a local teacher um, teaching a little bit more or hosting some events in the local area, pursuing some collaborations. But I really, really think that people are just revved up to get out because they've been cooped up for a couple of years, especially depending on their location. Okay, so in summary, I know that was a lot. We're living in what people are considering a post-pandemic world. It's important for our business to shift its service menu to accommodate that. Number two, the wellness industry is now sort of taking on the yoga industry under its big umbrella. So I encourage you to think of ways that you can expand the healing modalities that you offer to your students, whether that's you yourself or pursuing other collaborations. Number three, social media changes and adjusting your marketing strategy accordingly. If you are noticing a decline in a platform that you're using, pivot, adjust. Don't wait for the platform to completely die out on you. Number four, catering to the lower attention spans of our students and even just noticing and asking our students about it is really, really important. Number five, maybe potentially pursuing some more in-person connections as students are really increasing the demand for connecting in person with you. All right, everyone, I hope this was a helpful podcast episode for you, and I would love to hear your feedback. If you have any, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your Instagram story, tag me at Meg underscore San I would love to chat with you in the DMs over on Instagram.